0: new folk good evening good evening good evening good evening welcome we see you <laughs> um good evening this is the man of encouragement podcast and um today uh is a new day and we are excited to be here and um definitely want to make sure that um That those of you, if this is your first time, you know, catching the Men of Encouragement podcast, I am the host, Brother Q. And um, I have my trusty co-host here, Brother Dixon. And Brother Dixon, how are you doing this day, sir?
1: Okay. You know, we usually do this in the morning, so this will be a little different doing it in the evening.
0: That's right. Um, So um, I just got to ask you, because, you know, last time – we uh, we're talking about basketball. Um, what's the series at right now with the uh, Heat and the Celtic? Oh, man, or the Heat and the uh, not Heat and the Celtics, but the Heat and the the, the nuggets.
1: nuggets. The Nuggets, yeah, you know. Uh- well, you know, um the Nuggets won the first game and the and the Heat pulled off and won the second game. And then the Nuggets went on the road to Miami, where you would think you would get distracted being in Miami. But yeah. instead of being distracted, they was totally focused and they won two games in a row on the on the other team's court, you know. So now right. they're getting ready to go back to Denver and they can close out the series. So they're up three games to one right now.
0: Yeah. It's um you know, I've watched Denver because uh, you know I'm a Laker fan, and uh, the way they just swept through us. Mm-hmm. I watched the way that the coach um, just was leading, what he was speaking to them mm-hmm. the whole time. He's been speaking to them like like it was a business trip. You know? <laughs> it was. It's been all business. Even just the the you know the uh, the small talk was business talk. I really appreciated. Um, Seeing that, because I was like, man, they look a little too organized and too formal and too serious. You know, what I mean, they don't look like they're gonna have any shortcomings. You know, is what oh, I was. Seeing. And them boys is balling.
1: Well, they they made it a business trip when they went to Miami. Like I say, most people go to Miami and they're gonna get distracted by the you know the, the light lights and the glitter and everything uh-huh. else. And no, they went strictly for business and took care of business. And then they getting ready to come back home and try to close this out, but. You know, it, it, you know, Miami with Miami, you can never say never until it's all the way over with. So we'll see. You know, as long as they have a pulse, they, they'll be dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, um you know, this basketball season is about to be over real quick. I don't think we're going to see seven games. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, last week um, we had a really good podcast. And, um, you know, I just, you know, invite you to go back and watch our last show. Um, It's called Love Versus Control, Um, a really in-depth, you know, just conversation around uh, domestic violence and really just kind of checking our hearts and just around our reactions, kind of like our responsibility. You know, Brother Dixon went into our responsibility as men. Um, So I invite you to go back and and listen to that. It's on Spotify and also available on YouTube. Um, But today, today we're going to talk about something that, uh, I think it's really important for us to talk about, and, and Brother Dixon, I want to give you a chance. Um, I'm going to ask you a question or two. But mm-hmm. today, our podcast is called "Boys to Men," and um, and I'd like to just kind of like in honor of the good work that you've done in the community and the time that you've spent um, working with men and women. Um, just helping them through counseling and, and the various different things that you've done in the uh, school district. Um, where did, for you, where did boys to men come from? I know it's something that is near to your heart, but where did, what does boys to men mean to you?
1: Wow. Um, you know, it was um, the senior year of my daughter in high school. Um, and that was my 30, 30th year working in the school district and I was eligible to retire. And but I couldn't retire if my daughter was getting ready to be a senior in high school. So mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, I'm going to have to reinvent myself and I'm going to really have to, because I didn't really know how much longer I was going to work then. I just knew that I was I had to work that year because she was a senior. Right. And, um, I later began to start thinking about, you know, I got to make sure I keep working because she got to deal with four years of college. So i still probably need to work under those circumstances too, but really retiring, I was going to pretty much get the same amount of money being retired uh, as I was working. So that really didn't, that wasn't really the issue also, but what ended up happening was that, and you never know how God prepares you for what we call such a time as this. (laughs) And so I had been doing a lot of, you know, studying and and, and going through scripture and hearing things were happening at the church also concerning the fatherless and the widow. So there was a lot of things going on about the fatherless and the widow. Mm-hmm. And so I had an incoming group of freshmen. And so I said, well, you know what? I'm curious. Let me look on my caseload and see how many black boys are fatherless. How many black boys are raised by single parents, a single mother, uh, by a sibling, uh, by a grandparent, and even by the state. And I also was curious about how many dads were, were single fathers meaning you know, uh, raising a son without a mother. And they've been the one that was the parent raising them up because that was a unique situation too. It's very similar to last week when we talked about domestic violence. Uh, We key in uh, homing in and keying in on on the women uh, being, you know, domestically uh, abused. But, you know, there also are men who are domestically abused also. So likewise with the single parenting, you know, we focus on because the, because a large majority are women who are single parents, but there are some men who are single parents also, and we we shouldn't forget about them. So, I found out that there were about twenty five boys on my caseload, black boys, who were, um, I call fatherless. They was they were legitimately fatherless. So. I had ran across the scripture, which I've seen, uh, you know, several times. First Corinthians thirteen and eleven, that pretty much speaks to a boy growing up to be a man. And it also brought to my mind about these boys that wouldn't it be nice if these boys could grow up and not and break the cycle of a father being a father to their sons. In other words, even though they suffer from not having a father, it would be nice if they didn't turn around and not become a father themselves to their kids or to their sons uh, when they father and have a child. So what I wanted to do was call them all down because I'm their counselor
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And many of them, well, all of them had never had a black male. In fact, not too many of them have black teachers. So they, you know, they have a black male counselor. And so now, you know, it's going to be a dynamic situation because being a black counselor and a a male at that makes them look at somebody who they probably have an issue with because they didn't have a father. And here I am as a black male in a position, in a role. That right. kind of almost contradicts what they are used to and accustomed to. But I'm their counselor. So they 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 had to kind of you know acquiesce to that idea. But in any event, I asked them a question. I said, I would like to take you guys for four years. Because I wanted to just have this was going to be my cohort group. Yeah. I would like to take you guys for four years and sit down with you every month and have breakfast with you and talk about growing up from a boy to a man so that you guys would be able to one day become a father and not abandon or not be a father to your kids when you grow up. But you need to become a man so that you would avoid that happening to you. I would wanna bring in some men who would not try to act like they have it all together but that they would talk to you about when they were your age what they went through all the issues that they suffered if they had to do it all over again what they would do differently yeah kind of give you a road map about some of the places that they traveled and how they screwed up and then really talk about what they still currently are going through because they're not they haven't all the way arrived yet either and, and so I had to really speak to the men about that. And so every one of them agreed to, yeah, they would be willing to do that. So now I had to get some men. <laughs> yeah, I had to get some men. And so I had to have several men that I interviewed and talked to, and a lot of them friends of mine and buddies, you know, some of police officers, some of them, you know, attorneys, you know, business people, educators. I mean, you know, you, 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 you name it, you know, and they, they I had the whole gamut. A black
0: men.
1: Yeah. And I, I approached the black men, I said, hey, you know, uh, I need to have you be willing to for four years, because this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. No doubt. And so I need to have you make a commitment because one of the most difficult thing for black men, I'm not gonna talk about any other men, I'm talking about black men, is commitment making a commitment to anything. In other words, being married. It's very difficult for a black man to make a commitment to be married to anything. And so I had to get them to make a commitment to be married to this program for four years. And here's the thing I said, I said, I will not have any problem if you decide to not do it because you're not, you, you can't do it. Right. I'm going to have a major problem if you start and don't finish (laughs) So you have to make a decision. If you start, you have to finish. If you don't think you can finish, don't start. And so I said, these boys, you would devastate them because they've already suffered from non-commitment. Someone saying that they was going to be there and somebody said they was going to show up and be in their lives and then they're not in their lives anymore. I say the most devastating thing that you can do to these boys is to do that. So if you can't commit to do it, don't start. But if you start, you got to finish. And so I was able to get 25 men who started and by the grace of God, they finished.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, along
1: the way, we had a death of one of the men. And one of the men was very close to one of the boys. In fact, stayed pretty close to one of the boys and always picked him up and dropped him off at school before he went to work downtown. And he passed away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the wife happened to ask, would he speak at his funeral? You know, he was a sophomore at that time. And he was terrified to you know go go and speak in a funeral, you know, because he was a pretty well-known guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was terrified. He came to me and told me, you know, Mr. Dixon, you know, you, you know, so and so asked me to speak at the funeral, and 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 I'm scared to death. And I said, I'll tell you what, we will get all the other 24 boys and the 25, the 24 now men, and we will come up and stand behind you when you speak. Now, that was the purpose for us to come and yeah. support him when he spoke. Little did we know that when we came up on the stage and got behind him at a funeral, everyone stood up and gave a standing ovation to seeing black men and black boys together on the stage behind a black boy who was speaking. Yeah, it became a total, I mean, and, and that was never nowhere near our intent, but we didn't realize what kind of impact that that had on everyone to see boys and men together. Okay, needless to say, we did four years of a curriculum. Uh, you know, I'll I'll just give give the first. Uh, I, I remember the very first lesson. And then I'll leave it from there because we're going to be doing a lesson with uh, at, the, at the breakfast next week. But the first lesson was, because keep in mind, I tell the men that I don't need to have you. Here was another stipulation. I don't need to have you coming in, making it seem like you got it all together. When we, will, we read the scripture, we're going to talk about that. You know, that scripture does not mean that you have arrived at being a man. You know, Adam lost being a man in the garden. Yeah, god right. made the man in the garden and and he lost being the man and so god sent jesus to be the man and now we're trying to be like jesus and we won't be like jesus until we with jesus so we're a work in progress right and so i wanted the men to make sure that they did not try to make the boys think that they had it all together and so what ended up happening was that all the topics really hit the men very hard because they had to deal with where they were in on the subject in the issue. And after we did four years, the men said, hey, we need to continue on with this because the fellowship between the men was so great that they said, let's let's continue to keep this going. I didn't do another cohort for four years because I couldn't tell the cook who's going to be cooking for us uh, on Saturday was my cook for 11 years. I couldn't tell her she had to do four more years of cooking. So I had to ask her to do a year-to-year thing. Yeah. He did a year to year all the way for eleven years, you know. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. the first topic was to the boys and to the men: what's the purpose of a woman? Now, 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 you can imagine the men.
0: What what kind of things did they say? What, oh my goodness! Oh what's my the
1: goodness. what's the
0: purpose oh, of a oh, woman? Oh my goodness! And oh my goodness! This- are you saying this to high school students correct high school students and men and men what's the purpose of a woman hmm. <laughs> i know you the know, ladies. i know the ladies watching you want to know <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what
0: is it what is it brother dixon
1: <laughs> well here's the thing and i may I'm, we may be able to tease them so we can get them back on the yeah. show, you know, we, we may do a podcast on that, you know, and so then oh, we yeah, can yeah. bring them back in. So I'm, I'm, so I'm writing it
0: down right now,
1: okay? So we can table that, but I, I will say this I say, whenever you don't know the purpose for something, you would mishandle, misuse, or abuse it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll leave it at that, yeah. And you know, so, so, so that, that, that's how the boys and men got started. It evolved all the way from the school to the city. We started doing it citywide for the boys yeah. and men, the women started complaining about how come we don't have a girls to women. And so we ended up doing a citywide boys, that men, girls to women. And, um, so I'm going to stop right there. Cause there's a whole lot more details I could get into, but you asked, how did it get started? That was the genesis of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, and 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 I want to try really expanding into the churches. We want to do citywide church boys to men, girls to women. Just I'm just throwing that out there right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think um, I got a question about that. Um, I think that this conversation about boys to men and and having the two uh, the two different generations, right? Mm-hmm. And it might not just be two. Right. Of there you go. There you go. You ask that question in the in the same room, right? <laughs> it's the same thing with a mother and her daughter, right? Right. Asking that question, like how do you answer that question with your daughter or your son in the room, and how do you answer that question with your grandfather or your father in the room? There you go. Right? See, now you get
1: Now you got it. And now then, but somewhere,
0: it. but somewhere in the middle, <laughs> somewhere in the middle is the truth, right? Because. Sometimes we say as, you know, as parents, as, you know, the leaders of our home, Mm -hmm. sometimes we say what we, what we should say, you know what I mean? What we think is the right thing to say, but it ain't necessarily the thing that's on our heart or the thing that we actually did when we were that age, right? Because we didn't understand.
1: so to me, I think that's
0: a really interesting dynamic. Um, And that's why I like, and that's why I think the ministry is so important because it puts us, you know, in contact with people with different backgrounds, right? Like we mm. you can be black, you know what I mean, but you ain't necessarily got the same, we ain't from the same block, we ain't from the same circumstances, right? We ain't from the same tribe. At all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> we, know from I mean? <laughs> right. And some of them, some of them tribes got inter you know, got entanglements. You know what I mean? So um, so yeah, so there's a there's there's goodness in the fellowship just by simply just having that variation from generation to generation to have a conversation, you know, one of the things that you was talking, man, I think about like, you know, even in the ministry, as we're doing the ministry and then when we're being leaders in our home as parents, like this conversation talking from one generation to the next, it's such a challenge. It's like a barrier of communication because you want to be heard, but you're also trying to show um, respect to the person sometimes or, or you're younger and you're prideful or you're older and you're prideful. You don't want to hear. And, but it's so critical. It's so critical that we get the, that we have a connection. We get the the communication because you've already walked it, right. You're walking things out. And, and, but the hard thing of it is, is, you know, unless we get, unless our hearts get dealt with, like, I just know as a father, there are some things where I'm like, I ain't trying to explain all this to my son like i said what i said you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i need you to understand because it's the truth right mm-hmm. but i can't you know being dogmatic you know about everything it shuts off people because then on the younger person is thinking you know thinking to themselves you know you're not listening to me right or they or they've got to puff up to be able to try to be heard and so i i could get i think it's good to that we have in the ministry we have men who are who are willing to be vulnerable when we get together to have these conversations because they might be able to have a conversation with you who might be a similar age to somebody that's, you know, that they look that's, you know, um, you know, father figure, you know, mm-hmm. someone an elder in their home,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they can have that conversation with you that they need mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell them what, you know, maybe their father would have told them if the father was still alive or if they didn't have the barrier. And so I think the space is really a good space in the ministry. And coming to these men's breakfasts, right, to be mm-hmm. able, um, you know, to have that connection. Um, one of the things about boys to men. Why don't we just go ahead and um, let's let's talk about foundationally about what the scripture said. What do, what do you always say, Brother Dixon? Let's see what, what the word, says. Let's, what what the word say? says. let's see what the word says. Let's, so let's see what the word, word says. So the word. Yeah, the word says, and this is First Corinthians thirteen and eleven. And many of us have heard this, um, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna unpack we gonna it break over. it down. We're gonna we gonna break it down. we gonna so unpack it. When I when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, what you got on it? It says, when you
1: became a man, you put away childish things. See, this is where I mess with men with. Have you put away all childish things? Okay? And it 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 defines childish things as how you speak, <laughs> how you understand, how you think, okay? Mm -hmm. because it says as a child you speak a certain way you understand a certain way and you think a certain way and have you put away the way you speak the way you understand and the way you think and i would say this when you ask the question what the purpose of a woman is Where do you get the information to make their decision about what you're going to say about that? Mm -hmm. Now, you know me. You know what my answer is to that question. Mm -hmm. So I let everybody talk about every source that they may have came up with for answering that question. And then after it's all over with,
0: I'm going to say, okay. (laughs) What does the word does the word say about it? Now, now I need you to hold back a little bit. I need you to pull. I need you to fall back, because that's going to be my my next podcast. You know what I mean? Okay. So, okay. I'm, I'm
1: not I'm not going to bring it up no more. I'm I'm just I'm just that for example, you know.
0: I know. I know. But but that but that to me, I love when you say that because you do it every single time I'm with you. It's because. Depending on what your value system is, right? Right, right. we here, we here for the minister. we here for the work of Jesus and want to, you know, enlighten you and encourage you on the word of God. So when you say, what does the word say? To me, um, we have to come back, you know, to our foundation, to what we believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the interesting thing is a lot of men, because we, we're speaking to the men and we hope that this gets to the women, right? Mm-hmm. E- exactly. And um, but we hope for the men um, to come into understanding because that's what the scripture's talking about, too, because
1: understanding. Yeah. because
0: because what happens, too, is we don't have the foundation. So even when you say, what does the word say? It's like, you know, brothers be kind of struggling with their own understanding. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's their own understanding. So, uh, so, yeah, this is a this is a wonderful, Amen. wonderful verse for us to unpack. So, so here's the
1: thing I want to bring up. I want to make sure I don't forget this. Boys and men conference happened in the Bible. <laughs> the boys the men conference happened in the Bible. In fact, I want to give you some scriptures. You know, you know, Deuteronomy 16 and 16 uh exodus 34 and 23 uh exodus 23 and 17 and exodus 34 and 24 and so let me tell you what they what they're speaking to Go
0: ahead.
1: it said three times in a year oh yeah all the males All the males. Now, you're talking about, now, when you say all the males, you have all age groups of males. It didn't say some of the males, it said all the males shall appear before the Lord your God Mm -hmm. in a place that he's going to designate for them to go three times a year. Okay. So three times a year, he want all the males to appear before the Lord God. He said, And he said the God of Israel to give you you know, clarification about who the true God was, the God of Israel, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're talking about the true God is the God of Israel. Okay, so three times a year, all the males was supposed to appear before him. But then it was very interesting, Exodus 34, 24, because back during that, during that time period, that means that there are no women. I mean, that, that the women don't have no protection with all the males gone. So so Exodus 34, 24 says this. God said, for I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders, and no man shall covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before me. hmm So they had to trust God to protect their women
0: when they appear before him. Protect their women and their property, too. Like, (laughs) all their land, their cattle, all the things. Yeah.
1: So you had generationally, and one of the things we'll do at our Boys and Men conference, you know, really at the breakfast. You know, we're going to divide it up into four different generations, you know, 60 and older, 40 to 59, you know, the 20 to thirty-nines, and then 19 and under. So we want to have four generations at the table, two of each, if we have a table of eight. And that will happen at the beginning when we eat eat breakfast. You know, I'm going to divide it up that way. So but I just wanted to bring up that scripturally God established Boys to men. He talked about how he wanted men to do around the boys and be around the boys and to be the minister to the boys and, and show them how to become men. Okay. And the final thing I'll say, and I'll let you go ahead and, and, and deal with your questions. I'm gonna bring this up at the at the breakfast, I might. See, a messed up man will mess up a woman. he'll mess up his kids, he'll mess up the family, he'll mess up the church, he'll mess up the community, he'll mess up the city, he'll mess up the state, he'll mess up the country, and he'll mess up the world just by a messed up man. Now, if you wanna get the world together you got to get the man together. If you want to get the, the the country together, you got to get the man together. If you want to get the state together, you got to get the man together. If you want to get the, the county and the city and 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 the community and the church and the family and the home, then you have to get the man together because it starts with the man. God made the man first. We talked about um pride from not submitting. Mm-hmm. God has order he made the man first woman is equal to man but now he said, will you agree to get up under his leadership you're equal to him will you agree to get up under his leadership god has order in all society god says submit to government submit to your teachers submit to your elders submit to your mother and your father okay submit to To clergy, submit to, you know, you can go on and on, submit, submit. So every one of us have to be caught dealing with submission. But the first thing he says submit to is him. He says submit under the mighty hand of God. And he says the opposite of submitting is pride. He said, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due time. So that submission, everybody looks at it as a bad word. No, you have, it's you agreeing to. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. And so like you said, a lot of boys don't submit to men. Because they look at a man and say, your life ain't together. You ain't doing this. And all that, you know, everybody can come. You know, I'm not submitting to you because you, you, you ain't about nothing. Same way a wife might do to a husband. I'm not submitting to you because you ain't doing about nothing. You ain't being a man. You know, who are you submitting to? Because we're supposed to follow someone as they follow Christ. If they're following Christ, then we follow them. If they're not following Christ, then then Christ says that I'm the only one that can change their heart. Mm -hmm. So you need to pray to me and be humble and let them see how you reverence me. And then I'll go to work for you in changing him. Amen. OK, I just thought I'd, I'd just throw all that in for you as you get ready to go ahead and ask some more questions.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, all those things about submission is part of the condition of our hearts. Yeah. You know? And um, when we are resisting to submit or, you know, and it's and it's, you know, the one thing about submission, it happens in such a um, nonverbal way. Right. And it happens in a way where you just have to like sometimes you might just gotta listen, you know, and not speak. So the submission is like, and and to keep this in mind, it's really healthy to understand what the word says so that when you gotta do something, <laughs> you ain't you ain't gotta be like, you know, that it's about you, Dixon, when I don't really like I don't really like what you like. Right. So right. why I'm gonna submit to you. But mm-hmm. I'll submit, right, when you have reference to the word in and in a relationship with the Father because you're because He tells you to be slow to speak and quick to listen, right? So, therefore, yeah. that's your cross reference to being able to do that. But sometimes we have we have we have some um some in internal challenges that we have. Oh, talking in, about order, that heart again. in order to take in order to take instruction, but we right, don't take it personal. To, Mm -hmm.
1: we got history we got stuff Mm -hmm. we got bad experiences that cause us to say i'm not doing that yes for example black men don't submit to the police (laughs) and we can go in debt about why they don't right right but we know the consequences of not submitting to them
0: yeah yeah i mean i mean and and it could not even be about submit well it is about submit but it's more about trust you know what i mean like We got trust issues, so no, I'm not submitting to you, right? You're right. And and so then, you know, all of those type of innate thoughts and things become, you know, become a pattern of how we're handling and dealing with, you know, a lot of our relationships. But um, I want to say we go through stages of Mm -hmm. growth from being a boy to becoming a man. Right. And the whole time, God is with us. And I want to, you know, and I want to say this because, the scripture talked about when I was a child, I spoke like a child and I became like this becoming a man. It's it's continual. It's on a continuum. It's never it's an ongoing basis. Never really ending. And, basis. and what and what is beautiful is we you know, if you're fortunate, you know, to have someone in your life, that's a, you know, a father mentor. Right. A, you know, somebody that is, you know, grandmother or whoever that it is that they're the the differences of our eras, there's still evolution in the, the era that you're in, right? Like, it was time. like, my dad says something about, you know, I've got three brothers and he talks about, man, no one ever taught me how to be a father mm-hmm. of grown men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because we've all gone through stuff and, you know, he's had to deal with certain things, but there is no book on, like, what to do, just like you didn't have it at the beginning when you had to learn how to change diapers and, mm-hmm. and how God is like at mm-hmm. that stage, that at that stage, children will run your schedule. You yeah, talked sure about did. like you talked about in high school, your daughter's in the 12th grade, so you like, man, let me, you know what I mean? Like, you had to like re up again because mm-hmm. you're trying to, you're <laughs> trying to stay, stay close to her, so the children have that. But in that process, it's it, there's this selflessness that is being created, this bond that is being created, right? By, this, um, the nurturing in that relationship, but on a personal note, we got stuff, you know, we got stuff from childhood, we got stuff from different things that have happened through our relationships, and just seeing, even as older men, there is things that we're going through that we're still dealing with. Um, the trauma, because we've been talking about that, we've been, mm-hmm. we're still dealing with baggage, and you can have gray hairs in your beard, you can have grandchildren, and still have not been healed or not have submitted to, um, you know, to the plan of God, you know, in your life. Right. And so it's just like this, there's this, um, part where we're continuing to need God in order to kind of continue to grow because as we get older and if we try to look back, there's so many things that you look back or things that you've accomplished or failures that you've made Or in the moment that you're in, because I know like my dad, for example, my dad, it feels like he's going to a funeral like two, three times a week. It seems like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And um, I don't even think about it, but that's a lot to go to a funeral. Like, I mean, literally could be going to six funerals, eight funerals in a month. Mm
1: -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? On a regular
0: basis. Mm -hmm. It seems Mm -hmm. like, but it is that season of that life where now Mm -hmm. you have that to think about. And you have this despair. You got all this, like all these things, lonely. You got all this, like what could have, should have, and everything else is going on with you. And and I have to believe that it can be, it it can it can mess with your heart. And so we still, you still need God. Then, as much as you needed God, like when you thought you had it all, you know, when you when you had your six pack, when you had it all together, when you thought you had it all together, because um, the chaos and just what we have to go through in life, it's in every era. There's not no sweet spot where you just don't have. The only time we're going to have a sweet mm-hmm. spot is when we go off to see the king, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But see, what you're talking about is is, is a couple of things. Number one, we're talking about maturity. Mm-hmm. Everyone does not mature the same way. There is not a constant uniform maturity for every individual. You can be old and immature, and you can be young and mature. Okay, so maturity. So we're talking about growing, grow, grow, grow. The Bible says grow. You know, uh, 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 Paul complains about you still are on the bottle. You know, you still drinking drinking. milk. You need to get the solid food. You know, you still have not grown up yet. You still, (laughs) you've been in the church forty years and you still have not grown up yet. You're still in the same place. You have not grown up, and and people can tell when someone is mature, whether it's in the word or just personally, versus immature. And they look at age, and oftentimes you get you get confused about how old someone may be because you see their maturity or immaturity, maturity. So that so so when you spoke, when you when you speak, people can deal with your maturity based upon how you speak, how you understand, and how you think. That's why the Bible says to renew your mind so that you can think like God, okay? And so, and then you talked about dependence and independence. The biggest trick of the devil is to make us believe that we should declare our independence from God. That's what he did to Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, that's what he did. He declared his independence from God. And then he went to the garden and got them to declare their independence from God. And every single person today wants to declare their independence from God. No, we need God for every single step we take, every breath we take, every thought that we take. We need God more than we know that we need God. And the biggest issue is that people don't think they need God. People don't come to Jesus because they don't think they need Jesus, because they think that they can do it all and handle it all on their own. And we need the Holy Spirit. To empower us to do what we can't do and because we believe that we can do it on our own. And the biggest problem with men is that they don't believe they need help. And so God gave Eve to help Adam. And ever since then, he said, I don't need your help. And then Jesus said, well, I'm going to send you another helper. You need, you know, two times, you know, I sent you a helper. I sent you a woman to help you and I sent you the Holy Spirit to help you. And you still don't think you need no help. And so everyone thinks that they can do it on their own. We want to be able to perform on our own. We want to be able to get merit. We want to be able to say, look what I did Pride of life. We want to be able to say, look what I did. No, when you get to heaven, everybody got there the same way through Jesus. And, and so you, you know, no, no works, no performances. You didn't pray enough. You didn't do enough. You wasn't good enough. You know, none of that's going to work. Jesus had to come and do it for us. And he is working in us and he can't work in us because we want to do the work. And he's a gentleman. He's not going to stop us from, you know, going on ahead and want to do our own thing.
0: Amen. Amen. So the scripture says, um, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I'm going to say this and then we're going to transition. Um, that part about but when I came became a man, it's not really, you know, it's not really giving us a whole lot of detail about becoming a man in, in the scripture right here. And but I think about my own life and just um there's some points in your life when you hit, um, a brother said this week, you know, a pivot. You know, there's a turning point. There's a point in your life where you get to a a, a stance in your life where. There's this level of vulnerability, you know what I mean? There's this space where you don't really know what's going on or, you know, why are these different things happening, you know? And there's, like, this accumulation of things. And it doesn't just happen once, but there's a point in your life where whatever you thought was fun is not fulfilling. Whatever you thought was, like, you know, exciting was no longer exciting anymore, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that that when you come into, like, Christ, like, everything is like, oh, my God, I got to do this. Like you know, like it's super holy. It's like there just comes a point of truth where like what you are doing on your own isn't really <laughs> It ain't and working, right. you start to find out, like, man, I'm getting tired, like you know, you're having um you know failure, your relationships are unstable. You, your your temper, just certain things just out of whack, and you want it or you find yourself drinking, brothers, drinking and indulging in it or indulging in relationships and just not being fulfilled. And then something starts to happen to your heart because you don't like how you feel, but you, you're at this turning point where I'm doing all these things to cope. We're not calling it cope, but I'm doing all these things to make myself feel better, but it's not. I'm not feeling nothing back. So I'm at this turning point where I'm like, I'm, I'm tired or you start to see these things starting to slip from you. And so it's, to me, it's at that point, the childish things, the things that were okay because you because it was okay because you didn't know any better. And now you're starting to see knowing a little bit better because of the way that you spent your time the, and who that you relationship with, with the men and with you know with the fellas and with the ladies, starting to see that it's not adding up. It's not fulfilling me. You know what I mean? And we talked about the purpose, like wanting, wanting to know, Lord, what is my purpose? What purpose do you have for me? And that's the turning point. What is it? And even right now, I don't care how old you are right now, however, younger, or old, how we can kind of help ourselves a little bit to get in, to get into that pocket that God wants us in, is to start seeking and asking God, Lord, what is your what would you have for me today? Just start asking the question openly. And the more vulnerable you get with, with God, and you don't even got to talk to me about it or anybody, mm-hmm. the more vulnerable you get around Lord, what are you doing right now? Because I'm, you know, what was what, what I'm doing ain't working for me right now, right? And I want something more. And then I, you know, I, I know that there is something more. I may not have been practicing and doing all the things, but I know there's something more. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11.
1: I know the plans mm-hmm. I have for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. he says yeah. not plans to harm you or hurt you, but you're going through right. the stuff right now. Yeah. But
1: yeah. So that yeah. I
0: don't even match up with the word. What he said, what does the word it don't even match up? So I'm like, so Lord, I don't know. So I you know, do I need to get baptized again? I don't I don't, I don't know what I need to do, but I know that this right here just ain't working. And so, but when I become a man. God says, now you're ready to submit.
1: Yeah, well, let me let me tell you, I don't want to go too deep because we may have to come come back to this. That scripture says, when I became a man, I put away childish things. I dare to say that we have never put away childish things. We never become a man. We are always a work in progress. Uh, I would love for you to go to 1 uh, Timothy um, 2 and verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. There's only one man. Everyone else is trying to become like him. Everyone's trying to become a man. So it says that we put away childish things. It says when I become a man, you put away childish things. I would say no man has put away the childish things. And what are the childish things? Speaking, understanding and thinking. Those are the childish things. And you. And the only way that you can be a man is to not think like that and not to speak like that and not to understand like that. And only the word of God will do the transformation for you becoming a man, the transformation for you to becoming like Jesus. And the same thing holds for a woman. And then you talked about the stages of man. There's five stages of man. I deal with five stages of women also. First of all, and I'm going to bring this up. First of all, when you're born. Malehood, male, you know, right now they're getting ready to start messing with people, about messing with the doctors about declaring, uh, you know, the sex of a baby, you know, because we just look at the the plumbing and we see that's either a male or a female. I mean, you know, that's no brainer. But right now they're saying, well, you can't make that declaration. Okay, whatever. But anyway, then from malehood, you go to boyhood. Now, malehood, you didn't choose. God chose what you was going to be from the very beginning. Okay. after that, it's all your choices. Okay. your next choice is whether or not you want to be a boy. You know, your next choice after that is whether or not you'll become a man. Your next choice after that is whether or not you want to become a husband. And then the ultimate choice is to become a father. Now, that's order, but nobody has followed that order. (laughs) You know, And, and so that's why we are always a work in progress. Same thing with a woman, femalehood, girlhood, womanhood wifehood and motherhood okay and so that's the that's the that's the order you know that we have for both the men and for the women and so now it comes down to maturity it comes down to what does the bible say about being born what does the bible say about girlhood and, and and boyhood before you become a man and before you become a woman well the scripture tells you here you know the way that you become a man and a woman because god made you know he created us in his likeness in his image and he created him male and female genesis 126 it says that male and female are like god and made in the image of god god made man and out of man came woman so we are one flesh and that's who we are and we are to be like god adam stopped being like god he sent us jesus for us to be like jesus so we can become a man again and we have not we will not become a man we're talking about the physical man versus the spiritual man Because, you know, oftentimes people look at the physical man and they think that they're a man. No, and not until you start hearing them talk, until you hear them how they think and how they make decisions and everything else. When you're going to start evaluating whether or not, you know, they got it all together or not.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: they have to expose themselves first to dealing with whether or not, you know, and, and, and a lot of times we in relationships, we expose ourselves based upon our speaking and our understanding and, and whether or not we're using the word, not using the word, whether we're a believer, not a believer. You know, we evaluate people all the time.
0: Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I just want to give context to that maturity and that, you know, those childish <laughs> things just so that we keep it 100 on the Men of Encouragement podcast. It. <laughs> It's it's your selfishness, it's your lust for money, it's your lust for women. Mm-hmm. You know, I see cats that you know they oh and they still checking out, you know, like they like they're still on the college campus, right? Mm-hmm. They're still on the block, they're still, you know, still kind of just I mean, there's nothing about nothing wrong about appreciating what God has created in a woman, but you know, still this chase, your heart is still chasing that primarily. Well, right? you said like, the word like, lust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's less, when it's less, you appetite, appetizing. the selfish game. The selfish game. And what I love is when I see and I encounter brothers that, man, I've used done so much. I've made money. I've tried to do this, you know, and now they're at this, you know, they came to that turning point, a turning point of many of I want to do something more for other people, right? Mm. I want to do something where I've gained all this experience and how can I give it back? So Mm. I just, I want to, I want to transition because we are doing, we're going to have another men's breakfast and I didn't want you to give everything away. Cause they got to come out. You know yeah, what I mean? They got to yes, come, out, yes, they gotta yes, come yes. on out. Yes, so yes, yes. We, we have another men's breakfast on the horizon and brother Dixon, you know, this isn't our first time, you know, or our second time. This is uh, a men's breakfast that Mount Olivet has hosted. And a lot of men who have gathered um, in the past, can you share about this uh next weekend what our men's breakfast is going to uh entail
1: yes well in honor of father's day father's day is going to be coming up next sunday uh we wanted to have a father-son breakfast and our whole purpose is to try to get as many boys or young men out as possible to be around men we don't care if it's your son or his friend or your nephew or your grandson and, and or and their friends we want to try to get as many boys as possible to be around men. We want to do just what God did when he said all males, I want you to come together. All males, I want you to come together and get in front of the Lord, get in front of me. I mean, you know, even if you have your unsaved men, you know, come and be with saved men and see how we interact and be with each other and see how we all can do the same thing. OK, so we want to do that. And so while, when we bring everyone together, I will have an exercise for all the generations to talk about and discuss relating to growing up from a boy to a man. And some of the things that men are still struggling with. It's not like men have arrived and that they all the way, man, they're still struggling. They're still working to be like Christ, too, because until you're like Christ, you can't be fully a man. So we are a work in progress. Once you think you have arrived, then that's when you are fooled the most. Because you're not going to grow no more. You'll stop growing. So no one is forever not growing. Okay. We're going to have some of the best food in the world. You know, uh, Donna is going to, the same person that cooked for me for 11 years. And, and I know what the menu is. It's going to be off the hook. And once again, I say, if you can find a better breakfast anywhere in this country, I want to know about it so I can go compare. But I don't think it compares to what you're going to get on Saturday morning. You know, you can't beat it. You can't beat the food, the fellowship, the fun, and, and, and just relating to one another, boys and men.
0: And on top of that, you can't beat the price either. Because <laughs> the price is free. <laughs> so uh-huh. there is no charge. We are, um, you know, the men's breakfast is really a really good time for us to just get together. And what we find is us men, we like to we like to come together and eat and break bread, and be able to have conversation amongst men. And so, it's going to be also a good time to be reflective, because he's going to you know Brother Dixon is going to facilitate this conversation about boys to men even further. Um, there's going to be limited haircuts, um, mm-hmm. free limited haircuts as well. So we encourage you to come early um, to participate in that. And then we just also just knowing that. You know, we all know somebody, you know, we all know somebody that could benefit from just being around, a, you know, a good group of men who have intentions, um, hearts that are on God. So we invite you to bring um, bring, you know, if you don't have a father nearby or your father's not here, you bring an uncle. Um, if you are in a position to be a you know, leader in someone's life, bring that young, um, you know, man, young man or, or child along with you. And we're yeah. going to have
1: a good time. We're a good well, time. well, also, I want to encourage the women. Uh, we we we, de- we definitely don't want to babysit. So we kind of have a limit on the age of, of boys that you can drop off. I think uh, it might have been Q who said eighth graders, you know, because we really were not going to deal with middle school at all. We was going to just deal with high school age only. But uh, we'll go as low as eighth graders because after that, then now we're dealing with child care and, and we're not going to be responsible for Um, you know, that young. But if you know any boys, eighth grade and above, that you think need to be there in front of some men, because, you know, that's part of the village, and that's part of where boys can get a chance to see men be men, and and men now going to be under pressure to have to, you know, act a certain way in front of boys, as well as they got to to act a certain way in front of non-believers also. So we just want to put everybody on the spot to be together so that we can deal with what kind of impact we can have on one another so that we can make this world a better place,
0: especially for you women. Yeah. 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 So, um, food's going to be off the hook. Uh, make sure you come on out. I think, um, if you missed out, um, for the father daughter breakfast, this is your chance. If you have a son to come out with your son to come, you know, come hang out. Um, it'll be a good time. So, um, I wanted to just say to you um again you have tuned in to the men of encouragement podcast i am your your host your co-host brother q and i have my faithful brother dixon that you've heard from today um you know men of encouragement again it's just you know a time for us to be able to connect with you all and hopefully prayerfully you will uh, be encouraged um for men voice to men just let you know you are not by yourself If you are in a struggle right now um, or if you're just kind of unsure, you know, um, I hope that just tuning into the podcast can encourage you. But I do do hope if you're able to, you're in the Portland metro area um, to, you know, just to come out to the breakfast and and bring someone. It's a short it's a short time. The food is going to be amazing. This isn't like you know, one of them uh, breakfast is at your work. The, the ones that they feed you when you go to a work meeting is going to be way better than that. <laughs> and so um, so come come on out. It's going to be a good time. And I'm really looking forward to um, Brother Dixon to uh, facilitate this conversation, because this is something that we all can take with us to uh, encourage. Um, you know, the scripture talks about how we are to love our neighbor so we can take this message to our community um, and share it and challenge one another as well. All right. Any, uh, any last words you have before we sign off?
1: Uh, no, just that, um, uh, you know, it, it, um, uh, once again, it's, it's a free event and, um, you don't, you know, you don't have to go to Mount Olivet to come to it. You know, this is open to the city. And so come one, come all. And once again, ladies, you can come drop your, your boys off. If you know, if you know some boys that need to come here, because once again, on Saturday morning, you know, a lot of times they don't want to get up at eight 30 to come for breakfast, you know, but, um, that's you know, good. they are getting up to come to breakfast. You know, I always tell kids, you know, you have to take the SATs that early, early that morning on Saturday so they can get up and come be with us. So if you have to drive them yourself to come in, and drop them off, uh, make sure you bring them and let them come and be in this kind of environment because you can't find this kind of environment anywhere.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. So another thing, too, for them young, them young brothers that might be wrestling this is what men do. Men are supposed to get up and get together and and pray and you know and have these conversations and it happens happens early it can't be any time of day but it'll be a good seed to plant for those kids and so also too before we just sign off um i thank you all for tuning in watching i also thank all of you who are following us on facebook and also youtube we're on instagram we appreciate you following responding you can also if you want you know watching this in the replay you can also go ahead and um, leave a message in the chat but we're we're on Facebook and YouTube right now, and again Instagram. You can also um, listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, as well as Amazon. And that is it. We are excited to see everybody Saturday, eight thirty. Uh, I believe we're on the north side, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. Come get a haircut. Come uh, come come say come say what's up to you to your boys from Minute of Encouragement. We uh, we love you. God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. So peace.
1: Bye-bye.